Amira Payne. A passion for music and a desire to help her DJ friends is what led Stephanie Landerville to create her artist management company in 2020. Stephanie joins me to discuss how she got into the industry and the Mirage Mega Collaboration. Thanks for joining me, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. So tell me a little bit about your background. Like, how did you get into being a manager? So it's actually very funny. I was started off as a fan, and I went to a show here in Montreal at a venue called Beach Club. And I saw this artist performing, and I was blown away by his set. He was, like, incredible. And then I went up to him afterwards and fangirled a little bit, asked for some pictures, and, you know, asked about his career, and just started following him as an artist, because I really supported his music and his whole vibe and everything he was doing. And then over time, we actually became pretty good friends and I kind of was doing a little bit of stuff like on the back end just you know helping him with like his releases and his creative process and he actually was part of a duo at the time and that duo split up and he was kind of doing things on his own and wanted to start a new project and this person is now who we know as Matt Doe who is one of my artists and he just looked at me and he's like listen you're already doing so much for me. You love the industry. You love the community. You're always willing to learn. And he just kind of presented me the offer. He's like, would you want to take on this new venture that I'm going to start together and see where it takes us? And at first I was a little hesitant because, you know, you kind of get that feeling of, do I know enough to actually do this? Like I had never studied necessarily in music per se. So I was like, you know what, if you're willing to take time and let me learn and be patient with me, like I'm a hundred percent down to help you. And at first it was a very you know, just kind of verbal agreement of us wanting to, you know, take paths together. And I was actually going to help him find, you know, eventually like a bigger management when he got to that level. But I ended up absolutely loving it and, you know, kind of just quit my job, decided to study this full time, bought a whole bunch of books, started reading. And then this that's kind of, you know, the process of where it all started. It started with Matt and then shortly after, when I saw that, you know, I really enjoyed doing this and could take on a little bit more, I started having new artists joining the team. Wow. So you were already doing stuff as just a friend. But what specific added responsibilities did you have to do once you got that title of management? Well, you know, as a friend, it was mostly me just doing networking for him, trying to find him, you know, some connections with different artists that he could collab with, you know, just kind of getting his name out there. I was all over social media being like, everyone, you have to listen to this guy, listen to this new song. And then when I did take on the role of a manager, you know, I kind of saw that there's a lot more than just the networking for it. So obviously, you know, finding labels, helping with release plans for music, making sure they get publishing and sync deals moving forward as well. I mean, the list goes on. If I started naming all the tasks I do in a day, we'd be here for hours. But it just became a lot more than just showing the music to people and focusing a lot on the branding behind it and how to stand out from a crowd. Because I think we all know the music industry, there's a lot of artists, there's a lot of talent. So much that goes undiscovered, but, you know, taking the time to find something that sets you apart and kind of, you know, make you stand out, especially in today's day and age with social media and everything, so easy to kind of get lost in the mess of everyone who's trying to do the same thing. So, yeah, sitting down, taking care of branding and thinking kind of further with his career instead of just, oh, like we have this song, let's push it out to the world. It's like, okay, well, we have this song ready, but what comes next? What are we going to do afterwards? How are we going to keep promoting it? How are we going to stay relevant when we don't necessarily have music to put out? 
how are we going to get show bookings, which, you know, typically I don't think is the job of a manager to do bookings. Like we typically have agents for that. But I was like, you know what, I want to get the ball rolling as soon as possible. So I kind of have been acting as an agent for a lot of my team as well. And then luckily, you know, some of them are landing agent deals and stuff like that. But that's a whole nother part of it is like finding the right people to build a team around your artist as well, because you can't, it's impossible to just do it artist and just a manager. I think to start, it's definitely possible. But as an artist grows, you need a whole team behind it. So it's finding the right people, the right atmosphere for those, you know, that artist and every artist is different. So it's kind of being able to take yourself out of like what you think is good and then really thinking like for this artist in particular, what really makes sense. I can see that in the beginning, you having to wear so many hats. You were the manager. You're also the agent. You probably also did the social media, a graphic designer, probably. Uh, but yep. did, was there any kind of growing pains that you had to learn that was kind of like significant? I mean, I never like to kind of categorize them as growing pains. I think it's just part of the whole growth of the job that I have and one of the things that kind of slapped me in the face at first was that when I thought I knew something I didn't know it because there's always so much more to learn the music industry is ever-changing there's always something new rules are changing copyright laws change all the time especially now in the age of streaming and the numbers are so unclear when it comes to streaming like that's something too that it's like how do you make the most of a release how do you get the most money out of it how do you make sure your artists get paid and it's just like an ongoing process. I was actually just talking about this with my significant other today. And I was like, I feel like I still have so much to learn. And I've been doing this full time for like almost three years now. And I'm like, you always have to revise and look back and see if things are still the same as they were a few months ago. Because like I said, it changes so quickly. And I think it was just realizing that, you know, it is a full-time job and there are no real days off, but that it's also important to take time for yourself, especially in the beginning when I was doing a lot more of everything for everyone on the team. I felt guilty taking that time off and taking a step back for myself because I was like, I still have so much to do. There's so much to learn. There's so many other tasks I need to do. But that was kind of also a wake-up call for me because I did burn out pretty quickly I was exhausted and mentally I wasn't 100% there. And that kind of was like, you know what? I can't give my all to my artist if I'm not giving any attention to myself. I'm only going to give them half of me at that point because I'm only half there mentally. So I think that was one of the biggest things for me and something that I kind of have like little notes around my office being like, take time for you because I still feel guilty when I do it. But it is so key and so important. I like that you say that you need to take time out for yourself. That's something that you had to learn to do. Uh, but what other skills do you think a person needs to become an artist manager? I definitely think networking is a huge asset. Just kind of having people skills, being able to communicate clearly with people is super important. You know, networking is a big part of it. The more connections you have, the easier it is to kind of move forward. And it helps you, in my case, having that networking background help me find mentors who have been helping me throughout the process and who have been kind of guiding me through it all. And then, I mean, there's the very basics, like you need to understand, you know, the law and the copyright and, you know, like all these things that go behind it that people don't really, like a fan won't see all of that work you know they're like oh cool like a song comes out the artist gets paid from streams but there's so much more to it and it's knowing being able to be disciplined enough to figure it all out especially when you're doing it on your own I think is huge if you expect to just kind of figure it out as you go it's gonna 
kind of be like, nope, it's going to stop you pretty quick, I think. But yeah, I would say discipline is a huge one. Networking is a huge one. And honestly, just having like a full love and passion for the music industry and the music is like number one, in my opinion. And to just be your genuine self as much as possible and to clearly communicate. (laughs) Why do you think a musician actually needs an artist? management company or a person and the only reason I ask is if they're just starting out I mean is this something that they can do themselves or is this one of those kind of jobs where it's like man you can't do it all I think it really depends on the artist and it also depends on the level that they're at I think some artists want all the control and want to be able to do it all and actually take the time to learn and kudos to them like if they have time to learn all of that plus do all the projection and making the music I think that's like like i raise my hat to them because it's a lot of work. I think for the most part, though, for me, when I take on an artist, it's because one, I not only see their potential and how good they are and want to bring them to that next level, but I want to take a bit away of pressure for them so that they could actually just take time to work on the art, the music itself. And I could kind of think of all the other paperwork stuff for them. So they're not, you know, overwhelmed with all of that all the time. I don't think there's like a moment that's like, You know, I've had a few artists ask me in the past just being like, hey, like, when do you think I need a manager? Should I reach out to managers? Should I wait for managers to reach out to me? And there's no right answer for that. It's when you are, as an artist, have so much going on that you cannot handle it all yourself anymore and it's taking away time from your production and your music. I think that's when it's key to start having a team to help you support that. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. It's when you you need the time. You're right. You have to start allocating duties elsewhere at that point. Exactly. And I find, you know, when artists are doing it all themselves, they get overwhelmed and then there's so much going on and they feel like they don't know enough and that they're not making the best of their art. And I just think that's kind of a point where it's like, try to find help. And whether it be a huge management company or in the case with like Matt and I, where it was like, I have a friend who's passionate about my music and who wants to help me. Sometimes that's a really great route to go if the person is willing to grow and learn with you as well. Now, when an artist is prepared to get a manager, what should they be seeking out in one? Are there certain skill sets or certain type of expertise they need? I would say the first thing that I do is always have face-to-face rapport with an artist. I think the thing they should look for is a connection at first. If you have a good connection with that person, if you like what they're doing with other clients as well, I always tell artists, if you're looking for a manager, Do your research. Don't just go for like the biggest manager in the industry because, you know, they're doing great things with all these artists. But if you don't fit the vibe of what they're doing and you guys don't get along well, it's not going to be as easy as it seems or you guys won't be able to help each other out as well. So I think that's key is to make sure that you're looking for someone that you get on a call with, you get to know you have a really good connection with, you like the way that they work. I think that's like number one. And then obviously looking at their past history, like what have they done for the artists that they're working with? What, you know, kind of music are their artists putting out? You know, some, if you're a dubstep artist who's reaching out to like a lo-fi manager, well, they're not going to be able to do much for you if they know nothing about the dubstep industry. So I think it's just about finding the right fit for not only your music, but who you both are as people. And being able to get along with your manager because you're going to be part of each other's lives almost on a day-to-day basis. So if there's no good rapport and at least like a minimum of friendship there, I think it makes it very difficult to work together. Now, I'm curious if a manager has a lot of clients, does that mean they're successful or does it mean that you won't get as much attention? 
as you should? Oof, that's a good question. I think it really depends on the manager. It depends on the team. It depends if they have a team behind them as well. Uh, currently, I'm doing everything on my own. I had just signed my sixth artist, and I know that six is like my limit for the time being because if I take on anything more, I won't be able to give the attention that I think all my artists deserve and I, that I want to give to them. Some people do have a whole team behind them. You know, they might have, you know, an assistant manager, they might have lawyers and accountants and like all these people kind of doing other stuff for them. So they have more time to spend with each artist and can have the bigger team. So I really think it's dependent from one case to another. Some big management companies are absolutely killing it as much as companies who have maybe one or two artists who are just starting out or doing just as well. Now you say you have your sixth artist. Are these all DJs or do are some producers too? So they're all DJs and producers, all of all six of them. They're all super, super talented. It like blows my mind. And one of the artists that I'm working with now is actually looking into starting to do some vocal work as well. So that's kind of a little, little addition to the producing and the DJing. But yeah, they all do both. Now, I know you guys are doing like this mega collaboration. What is this thing that's happening? So we put out a song called Mirage. And this was before my sixth artist, who goes by the name of Weasley, joined. It had been a project that we had in the works for almost a year and it was just kind of one of those things. I really believe in teamwork. We're very tight-knit, like family vibe at Subtle But True. And I wanted to just do something to show what the whole team is capable of doing as a team and how teamwork can go such a long way to helping each other. So I had pitched the idea to the team of maybe doing a mega collab where all of them got on a song together and that we would release it. Like I said, I think it's been about a year that we were working on it. And we actually had another opportunity for it that fell through. And it kind of had us thinking like, what do we do with this track now? We have all of the five artists at the time on it. It's a little bit hard to pitch a whole, you know, collaborative project to a label that doesn't necessarily know who we all are. I wanted to make sure that all the artists got similar, you know, attention for the track. I think they all put in the same amount of work and worked so hard on it. And we all sat down as a team and they were like, Steph, like you, you know, it's been a dream of yours that Subtle But True eventually does become a label. So why don't you take that first step? Step, let's release it on Subtle But True directly and kind of let's just see what we could do. That's exactly what we did. It was terrifying, not going to lie. It was a whole new venture for me. I had to learn a whole bunch of new stuff, but I absolutely loved the process. And it was released on June 11th, and it's been doing, like, I have no words for how happy I am on the support of this track.
long did it take to do this mega collaboration? Like, it sounds like it should have at least taken like a year. Yeah, so give or take, we had the idea and then it took them a while to start an idea that they all liked. So they all took turns kind of starting the track. I think the first person to send something back was actually Dragos. And then we started kind of working on it, but there was a bit of like a writer's block, I guess, if you could call it. And then Matt was like, hey, I actually have a really good idea that fits really well with what Dragos sent. Can I send it over? And then they all just kind of went back and forth for like a solid... I want to say like six or seven months of sending stems and just trying to like work the track and then doing all the mix down and masters. So I would say like if we talk about the song itself, it was about six months, but then all the other work that came in between of getting it started, making sure that they had deadlines, getting the contracts done and all that, it was approximately a year's work. Wow, this is a huge endeavor. Is there anything else that we can expect from Subtle But True? Yes, I can't say too much right now, but now that I have my, you know, six artists, I'm working really hard to put out a lot of great music from them. We're going to try to be doing a bunch of shows. I have plans to try to do a whole Subtle But True takeover in the near future where all my artists would perform at one show all together. I also recently started a blog on our website where I put in the spotlight a bunch of different artists and industry professionals, which I'm going to keep developing as much as I can because I want to give spotlight to people who I think are just doing an amazing job at pushing through in this industry. And little side note, we're going to have some merch coming out soon. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. And for those listening, where can they find more information about you and Subtle But True? You could go on our website, which is www.subtlebuttrue.ca, where you'll see all the information about the company as well as the artist, or on any social media platform, just Subtle But True. This has been the Mason Vera Payne Show. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to hear more? Head to WGNRadio.com for exclusive content by Mason. Also, follow Mason on Facebook and Twitter at Mason Vera Payne, that's all one word, and don't forget to share the show with your friends.